Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. Das ist die Preview-Show. I'm your host Manu Veit. He's Stefan Bienkowski. And Stefan, I talk to you more often than my wife. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way, babe. <laughs> <laughs> As my work spouse. Um, <laughs> and it, this is like a week where I'm technically on holiday and I still talk to you more often than my wife, which is probably because my wife isn't with me. I'm with my father skiing in Austria. But still have time for this. Still have time to talk to you all the time. Um, and this is the preview podcast which, yes, does come out on Friday. We're sorry. But you know what? The Friday game is usually not really worth that much to discuss. Uh, it's, it's something that we usually just glance over, give a quick result suggestion, preview. That's it. Um, so yeah. apologies to everyone who doesn't think there's enough time on a Friday to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, we had one person ask us if there was any point even doing the show if we're going to bring it on a Friday, to which... You know, we just don't really have any other options, I'm afraid. I think yeah. looking at the numbers, people do listen to it. So I think most people are quite happy to stick it on. Um, and like you said, no one's ever really waiting for the Friday game because it's usually rubbish. Yeah. So, And this week is no exception. No, this week is no exception. So we have, I mean, the Friday game is one out of nine. Um, I think people will be okay if they can listen to it on on a, I mean, yeah, on a Friday. Hmm. Um, if you're in the US, of course, even even on the on the uh, on the West Coast, the game doesn't kick off till 11:30. So I don't know. That gives you tons of time to listen to it. But uh, anyways, we have a lot to discuss, including the Friday game. So let's jump into it right after this break. <laughs> this episode of the Gegen Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So yeah, um, Stefan, you know we're not kidding. The Friday game is a, wow. Augsburg against Hoffenheim. It's almost like the Bundesliga doesn't want you to tune in on that day. It's it's a very odd one. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's just down to the fact that, um, you know, it, it has to be reserved for the teams that aren't in Europe, who aren't playing uh, midweek games or whatever else. So it's usually the smaller clubs. Uh, but 
Yeah, this game feels like uh, it could end up being a pretty interesting contest, to be honest with you. But, mm. um, you know, technically two teams in the bottom half of the table, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, Hoffenheim could kind of bounce back with a new head coach in place. But going on their, on Augsburg's kind of last kind of, say, five or six games, I think they are kind of beginning to show a degree of kind of fortitude i kind of feel like i say this every week um yeah. i was a little d- upset by them or a little disappointed by them shall i say uh last week against Mainz. um but i guess that was on the road so i'll give them i'll let them i'll forgive them for that but they have already you know since the turn of the year shown themselves to kind of win games um that you know are, are certainly quite impressive and they have had actually a pretty difficult start to 2023 you know they had mm. Obviously, in just the last couple of weeks alone, they've had, you know, Dortmund, Gladbach, Freiburg, Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, and to kind of walk away from those games with actually um, two wins does show that Augsburg have something about them. So I don't think this is going to be a kind of um, uh, a whitewash. I don't think they're going to run away with it. But I do think Augsburg probably have enough to win this game. And I've gone for a very narrow 1-0 win. Wow, we are almost the same. I've gone for a 1-1 draw. Um. <laughs> so we can't use the uh, the meme that uh, one of our users said with the, the Spider-Man meme with both of us. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> we have a meme now. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I've made it in the world and now that I'm a meme. But no, we're, we're, I guess we're different. We have a different result here. But so, this is the Friday game. <laughs> so just over here, you said uh, you're going 1-1, one, one, did you say? Yeah, 1-1. Okay. One, okay. one. So it's different. 1-0, 1-1, almost the same, similar. That's but, all I uh, ask, that's all I ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, listen, um, of course, that, that gets us into Saturday. That's where the big games are. There's a bunch of big games. Um, we're starting with the very big one, the original classica, the real classica, whatever you want to name it, the Bayern Munich banana skin um, every season. This is where they drop points on pretty regular basis or also get out of the kicked out of the German Cup in spectacular fashion remember last year 5-0 right um, Gladbach against Bayern in Mönchengladbach um, mm. this is my game of the week um, you picked another one we'll get to that in a moment but I'm actually really, really intrigued by this because there's so many storylines going into this fixture, of course, because of the, um, the the Champions League game midweek, right, where Bayern, I think, were challenged quite a bit in the last 20 minutes. Um, then there's the fact that Koman picked up a little knock. We'll find out whether he can play or not. Uh, Bayern Munich's new number one, of course, was the banana skin that they faced for so many years, Jan Sommer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Gladbach did get Bayern Munich to buy them the new keeper for the probably the next six, seven years in Omlin. Um, there is that story, the history between the two teams in the 70s, where they were the two biggest clubs in Germany. Now, of course, only Bayern Munich remain um, for many reasons, including the fact that Munich is a big city and Mönchengladbach really just is not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I st- this is still a game that, you know, Dortmund and Bayern is often themed the Klassiker, but, you know, you need another team to actually show up to, for it to be a Klassiker. And unlike Dortmund, Gladbach always do show up in this game, especially when it is in Mönchengladbach. And you know what? I think that Gladbach are going to pick up a point here. And I went for a 2-2 draw. 
And this is despite the recent performances, which I know haven't been good. Interesting. Um, despite everything you've said there and the kind of historical links to this tie and the fact that Gladbach are Bayern's bogey team, and not just Bayern's, but also Nagelsmann's, you know, he's never mm. beat them since he became Bayern head coach. Um, I think Bayern are going to walk this game, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I, I, I just kind of feel like there's just too much not kind of working for Gladbach at the moment. Uh, they've been very hot and cold, uh, mostly cold in 2023. And yeah. reports that um, Joe Scali and Marcus Turan will not be fit for this match, which the former in particular, I know he hasn't really got going in 2023. Um and I think, to a large extent, Gladbach only really work when he's scoring goals because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's actually scored or assisted 37% of their goals in the Bundesliga this season. So not so much a one-man team, but not far off it either. Uh, so for him to be missing in this game, uh, Scali to be missing as well. And there's just something about Bayern that makes me think they're going to bounce back from that PSG game. I know they won it, so they don't technically have to bounce back, but I just feel like it was by no means, um, you know, a, a, a convincing or a comfortable win to the extent that Bayern could kind of sit back and get complacent. I think Nagelsmann will really be demanding that they kind of hit the ground running. So I've gone for a 3-1 win for Bayern in this game. Wow. Okay. Um, so two results now in a row that we don't have the same. Um, <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of stories coming out of this game. I, I think it's really, really intriguing. Um mm. You know what is what is Nagelsmann going to do with the wing backs? What what's going on with Coman? How is Jan Sommer going to play his first game back? I think this is just going to be fascinating. I I think wanna before we move on to the next game, which is your game of the week, I want to point out that Gladbach is going to um, do a little ceremony for Jan Sommer ahead of the game, uh, which I think is a really classy move. You see this in North American sports quite a bit, right? When when a legend returns for the first time, they play a little video and it doesn't matter that like they left. It's still, I think that's actually a really, really nice, classy move. Mm. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, I th think it's a little too sentimental for me to be honest with you, but uh, wait till he retires perhaps, but we'll see. Anyway, that's, that's it's not for me to say perhaps. But what is for you to say is this match that you picked, the match of the, your match of the week, which is Wolfsburg against Leipzig, also known as El Plastico. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of... Um, obviously, this isn't going to be a match that's going to be uh, supported by two huge swathes of supporters or maybe even passionate supporters or, um, you know, I doubt it's going to get top billing in, uh, on the TV. But I think it's really interesting for a number of reasons. I think you have in Wolfsburg and Leipzig two teams who are really struggling with their form at the moment. Uh, Wolfsburg certainly more so than Leipzig. Um, they've only picked up one point in the last four games. Um, whereas Leipzig obviously lost to Union Berlin last week. And the week before, uh, were quite surprisingly held to a 0-0 draw by Cologne. Um, and I think both teams will be kind of desperate to kind of bounce back. Well, I'm not even sure if you can call it bouncing back at any at this point anymore if Wolfsburg haven't won a game since you know late January. But... I think both teams are maybe at risk of, um, yeah, kind of going off the boil, wheels falling off, whatever kind of metaphor you want to use in that regard. And 
it just kind of makes me think there's going to be a really good, intense match in which you have two very attacking teams as well. It's worth mentioning, you know, yeah. between them, both Wolfsburg and Leipzig have some of the best forward players in the league. So I just think it'd be a really interesting game in terms of, you know, both managers desperately wanting a win, uh, both teams wanting to win, and both teams being very talented. You know, these are two teams that, you know, Leipzig arguably should be title contenders. Wolfsburg arguably should be top four contenders. So, yeah. Mm. Um, having said all that, I feel like Leipzig are still slightly better than Wolfsburg at this point. Um, maybe Wolfsburg could prove to be an ideal team to kind of come up, come up against uh, in yeah. terms of getting their mojo back. Um, and so I've gone for a 2-1 win for Marco Rosa's side. Mm. Yeah, I've gone for a 3-1 win for Leipzig. Um you know, a lot of things that you say, I think this is a must-win game for Leipzig. They have to win this game. Mm. You know, um, you know, they have been in incredible form. Um, no team has picked up more points in the Bundesliga since Marco Rosa has taken over Leipzig. Mm. Um, but this is one where they kind of, they need to flip the switch because they're also playing in the Champions League next week, right? Um, against Man City. Um, so you want to come go into that game with as much confidence as possible because Man City look like they're going to win the Premier League once again now that they've beaten Arsenal head to head. So so you want to win this game to 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 have some kind of positive feeling going into this match and also to keep your title ambitions somewhat alive um, and keep chase with Union Berlin, Bayern, and um, Dortmund. So yeah, it's going to be a really interesting game. I think it's going to be a really really interesting game. Um, all right, up next, Bochum against Freiburg. Um, Bochum have intrigued me, so have Freiburg. You know, Freiburg have been kind of hot and cold, hot and cold. Mm. But I do think that Freiburg are going to win this one, Stefan. I went for a 2-1 win here. We finally have uh, <laughs> similar results because I've also <laughs> gone for 2-1 win for Freiburg. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, I think Bochum have looked very good. Uh, yeah. and the last time I watched them would have been in that Pokal match uh, against Dortmund where um, I thought they did quite well despite losing. Yeah. Uh, you obviously talked extensively about how well they did uh, against Bayern last week on the main yeah. show this week. And yeah, it definitely does kind of feel as though, you know, even though results maybe haven't gone their way recently, they are slowly but surely kind of crawling back um, or clawing back performance is a better word for it. Mm. Having said that, yeah, Freiburg are Freiburg. And I think if there's anything you can kind of rely on in the Bundesliga this this season, it's that Freiburg do pick up the points that they're expected to win. They may be a different beast when a team like Dortmund or Bayern come to town. Yeah. Uh, but when they're playing teams the bottom half of the season, top, bottom half of the table rather, um, they just seem to be very, very professional, very efficient uh, and very good at picking up all three points. So yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Christian Strike's side. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, another team that usually picks up the wins when they expect to win those games is Köln. Um, and they are in Stuttgart. And I was supposed to go to this game, Stefan. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it because I've committed to write a longer piece. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this upcoming week or the week after, depending on how long it takes me to write, on 1860. Um, so I'm going to be at 1860 on Sunday. And I kind of felt like if I go to Stuttgart the day before and then go back to Munich and then fly out back to North America on Monday, a trip to Stuttgart might be a bit tight. So... Um, I'm passing on that game, but I'll be back in Stuttgart at some point soon. But I do think that Köln are going to win this game because they just, you've pointed this out a few weeks ago, they just seem to be, win the games they're supposed to win. 
And mm. I feel like this is a game they're supposed to win. And so I went for two nil Stutt uh, Köln win over Stuttgart. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in the exact same boat as you once again, actually, in terms of a 2-0 win. Stuttgart, or Cologne, haven't exactly been great on the road this season, to be mm. fair. They've only picked up one win um, from 10, which would make you suggest that, you know, they could struggle here. But yeah. I think that's maybe a little misleading because they've also picked up five draws in those 10 games. So I think they've been, they've been very close in a lot of games away from home this season. It's also worth bearing in mind that they were pretty crap in the first half of the season. I think they've kind of turned a corner in that regard since the turn of the year. Um, and yeah, you know, I've, I, I, I do kind of worry for Stuttgart in regards to, you know, their form, the players, the head coach, everything. It just kind of feels like they're almost in uh, free fall at the moment. Um, and I feel like a pretty decent clone side have been picking up some good results recently. We talked about that one against Leipzig yeah. week before last. Uh, should be too much for them. Unless Cologne... Players are out at Carnival tonight, um, <laughs> celebrating a little too yeah. much on the Radler. Starting or, tonight, right? Or the Kolsch, yeah. yeah. Too much, too much Kolsch before uh, the trip to Stuttgart. Who knows? Um, but um, no, I, I think yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty, a pretty comfortable win for Clone. So I've gone for two 0 for them. Yeah, maybe Carnival after the game. Um. <laughs> we'll see if they if they get if Baumgart lets his players go out and party. Um, Köln Köln is mayhem at this time of the year, um, invisible um, for normal people. Um, but if you enjoy that, of course, that's great too. Anyways, uh, the big game. But I almost went with this for my top game. Um, it was pretty close um, to the Gladbach Bayern game. I think Frankfurt up against Werder. We talked about Werder quite a bit in the transfer show this week, right? And uh, how how they are sort of kind of resurrecting who they are as a club. Um, and I I kind of sense that this is just a this is just a game of two really big clubs in German football. Who are we kidding, right? Um, Frankfurt, of course, quite a long long way further in their development in terms of trying to resurrect who they are as a club. Have won a big title last year, um, and I still a good contender for a top four, maybe more. And I think for them, they had a miserable game against this very current side that we just discussed. Um, last week where they lost. But I think they're going to bounce back here, Stefan. I think they're going to win this game at home 3-1. And it's a big, really big game for them too, ahead mm. of Napoli. Yeah, it is. You know, I've been kind of saying for the last couple of weeks now that I've been kind of wondering if this Frankfurt side will start to get quite tired. Um, they've got a lot of competitions. This, they're in a lot of competitions this season. Uh, and of course, you know, they've managed to take points off Bayern. And, and as we've talked about a lot in this podcast teams when they put on a good performance against Bayern do tend to kind of drop off afterwards I don't know why maybe it's a mental or physical fatigue thing but they usually do and even though Frankfurt did pick up a 3-0 win over Hertha in the following match day um, they struggled they struggled a lot against Darmstadt to kind of go over the line in that game it was a really fantastic Pokal match but Mm -hmm. uh, it was one in which Darmstadt got back into a number of times and then as you said you know they got beat quite convincingly off Cologne 3-0 so I wouldn't be surprised if Frankfurt do look quite jaded, look quite tired uh, in this match. Um, and, you know, we've seen a Werder Bremen side who have, you know, performed quite well in recent weeks. I thought they did quite well against Dortmund last weekend, even though they lost. Um, having said that, um, I do still kind of think Frankfurt have enough about them. Um, I think Cole Moani will probably appreciate the space that Bremen leave behind. Uh 
you know, uh, Goetze as well in there, uh, Leostrom as well. And yeah, I, I, I think more or less Frankfurt would have just enough to beat them. So I've gone for a 2-1 win for this game uh, for Frankfurt, but it could very easily be a draw, I think. I would not be surprised yeah. at all if Bremen do take points off Frankfurt in this match. I mean, Bremen are good. They're a good side. I just, the, the one thing that I'm wondering about Frankfurt is when are they going to essentially decide what they decided last year and say, this is the competition we need to focus on. Mm. Like, when is that switch going to happen? And I think for them this year, that has to be the Bundesliga. Because, mm. like, now that you've been in the Champions League one year, do you really not want to be there next year? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they're going to put all the eggs in the basket and say, let's just win the Champions League. <laughs> I just <laughs> can't. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. at some point, they will have to maybe decide which competition they, they want to focus on. And I think that finishing in the top four in the Bundesliga is worth so much in terms of where they want to be in development. It's it's an interesting storyline to keep an eye on because I think that point is going to come maybe after the Napoli match, depending on how that game goes. Um, they might might decide to to change their priorities a little bit. Um, so keep an eye on that. Um, a team that's not going to change their priorities anytime soon, although they are in the Europa League, Um it's only on Berlin, um, trying to keep up with Bayern Munich. They are facing Schalke, which is a thankful task these days. Although Schalke is getting a little better, Stefan. Mm. Um, nonetheless, I did, I do think that Union Berlin are gonna get all three points. Maybe not as decisive as they did in the return leg um, of this fixture, but I do still think that Union Berlin are gonna beat Schalke. And I went for two one here. Yeah, I think this will be a quite a tight match as well, if I'm being perfectly yeah. honest with you. Um, yeah, I don't think we can kind of sleep on Schalke anymore, to be honest with you. They've picked up three clean yeah. sheets from the last three games. You could maybe argue that they came up against Cologne back in January when they weren't quite back to their usual selves. Um, you know, Then they come up against Gladbach and Wolfsburg, who we know haven't been great. So you could certainly argue that, okay, they played some poor, weaker sides and they're scraping uh, draws when maybe they should have been trying to pick up wins. But, um, yeah, I just think, I do think Schalke are kind of beginning to kind of tighten things at the back, which will make them much harder to beat. Um, and as a result, you know, you then couple that with the fact that Union Berlin are obviously playing in the Europa League. Uh, actually, the game kicks off just before we finish recording this. Um, and, yeah, I think it's going to be a very tight game. Um mm. I've gone for a 2-1 win for Berlin just because I think they'll narrowly win it. They've got some yeah. great forward players right now. They're in great form. They're, you know, Obviously, don't know what's going to happen in this Ajax game. Um, maybe all three forwards will get injured or something. We'll have to just kind of <laughs> discount this comment. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think uh, you know, Berlin will have just about enough from them. But yeah, Schalke will make it very difficult. Hmm. Yeah, so we, we agree here, 2-1. Let's see if we agree on this next one here. Um Dortmund against Hertha. This, I went here for an easy 3-0 Dortmund win. I think if they play like they did uh, in spades against Chelsea, I think they should easily beat Hertha. Um, what do you think? I've also gone for a 3-0 win. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah, look, Dortmund have been quite impressed for home this season, um, despite everything. Um I think they've picked up more clean sheets than any other team at home in the Bundesliga this season. Um, they continue to kind of just grind out results um, in 2023 to a remarkable degree. 
And if there's anything you can rely on them for, it's probably goals at the moment. Maybe that might come a little undone if Sebastian Haller has proved not fit enough to start this game. Yeah. Um, you know, I was discussing this with a subscriber uh, on the Substack this week that uh, I, f- I felt like Anthony Modeste looked well off the pace when he came on uh, against Chelsea in midweek. Mm. Obviously, Makuku's out injured for the time being, so Terzic might have to get creative there. Maybe he sticks Marco Royce up front or something. I don't know. Maybe that kind of causes some issues, but against, like, mm. I, th- I think against his Hertha side, there's still more than enough in them to kind of win that game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, 3-0 win for me. Okay, so I mean, again, we do not uh, tell each other the results that we pick before, and which you can tell <laughs> from the earlier part of this podcast. Um, let's see if we got this final one, if we agree with the result here too. Leverkusen against Mainz. This is the, it's quite a late kickoff. Of course, it's because so many German teams are in action this week, right? So we have three games on Sunday. Um, Bayer Leverkusen against Mainz. I actually think Leverkusen are going to win this game, Stefan. Um, I went for a 2-0 win here. Yeah, I completely agree with you, to be honest with you. I think Mainz have looked better recently, obviously. Um, But there's still kind of that kind of Jekyll and Hyde side in terms of their home and away form. And I didn't get a chance to watch Leverkusen's game uh, last weekend, but I did know our good friend Chris Williams kind of put a few of their players in his Bundesliga team of the week. Uh, You know, following their 3-1 win over Hoffenheim, it seemed as though Florian Mm. Wurtz looked back to his best as well. Um, So, yeah. I, I think I think Leverkusen will probably have more than enough about them uh, to win this game. It might be tight, but yeah, I've gone for a two-one win. Yeah, so almost the same. Two-nil, two-one. We'll see. Uh, as always, this show is brought to you in association with uh, Get German Football News. Please check them out as well. They're so kind to share this podcast every week. Um, keeping the score, I, I don't have the score handy right now, but I, th- I think I'm still ahead. Uh, we'll see if that remains the same. Um, yeah, that's that concludes our week, um, Stefan. Um, I should mention before before I forget, we, this show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Now it concludes our week. Uh, <laughs> any final thoughts that we have before we we call it a week? Uh, no, I'm exhausted and I'm sick talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course Fair not. Enough. No, uh, no, actually, no. I do actually want to say something. Uh, I just want to say thank you on behalf of the of the listeners. I think because you are on a ski holiday this week uh, with your dad, uh, you've travelled across the world to do it, uh, and I think I certainly appreciate the fact you've taken your time out to write your newsletter to do the podcasts. Uh, and I'm sure subscribers and listeners do as well. So thank you to you for putting that effort in. So I appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, no worries at all. I enjoy doing this. is always good fun. Um, wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, so I, I might want to add, though, that next week um, we'll have to probably shuffle things around again because on I'm um, Transfermarkt, our, both of our employees, um, is sending well not they are sending us i'm in on their behalf in new york and la for to visit the mls headquarters and then visit the the opening match of major league soccer at the rose bowl stefan hmm. the famous 1994 world cup final venue um so i'm excited for that but it also means that we have to maybe you'll you'll might you might find that certain things come out at different times um mm. and then i'm finally back on my normal schedule <laughs> this came up very last minute but we'll we'll figure it out as we always do 
Um, so thank you for your patience and yeah, thank you for subscribing for everyone who has subscribed. Um, thank you so much. And also thank you. If you haven't subscribed yet, check it out. There's a ton of good content there. Um, Stefan wrote an amazing article this week. I have to say, I loved your game of Thrones references. <laughs> Only eight years too late, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Although they did make a remake. So, or like, I guess a preclude or whatever you call it but yeah. off topic. We have to call, we have to wrap it up. Um, so thank you for everyone for listening until next time. Auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.